VoiceAmerica.com. VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Morning, it's Cindy, and I'm here, and I'm here with Jeff Levine, who now is scheduled to be on the show. Welcome, Jeff. Well, thank you very much for having me back. <laughs> now that we're confirmed an email and all of that kind of stuff, um, I want to welcome you to the show officially, knowing that you're an executive coach, knowing that you're not only a daddy advocate and reading all of your websites except for dataatwork.com because I couldn't get on to it. Dataatwork.com. Uh, okay, it's, it's dadatwork.com. It's actually a blog that's uh, linked up to the, the radio show I do on the, on the other network. No, well, we're not competitive in oh, internet good. radio. We're we're cooperative. We have to be. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, because the other network is now is an internet radio show, right? Yes. Okay, so you know, it, in internet radio, it's it's not like um, you know morning DJs on FM radio versus you know other like it's not like you know hardcore competition kind of stuff. We all have to work together because we got to get more listeners to tune in. Absolutely, and what we do is we archive the shows anyway. Uh, it, we we don't go live, so we're you know people can really tune in whenever they want. Okay, well we go live and archive. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am aware of that. Um, so um, you know, it's uh, it's people have to know that internet radio is a real choice. It's a real medium, and because of the archival opportunities, it's probably the best mechanism for research. Thank you so much for uh, for getting involved in doing this. Well, no, listen, we all have to do it. I think it's a medium of the future. I think the Internet is going to take over all of our lives. I don't think that people will be listening to conventional terrestrial radio any longer. It will be satellite and Internet. And, you know, that's what all the, prog- you know, all of the um, prognosticators say, um, the same prognosticators that had said that we would no longer have a VHS video. And... They certainly were right. I, well, yeah. I know when I'm working uh, at home or on my computer, I tune in to you know, some radio station on there, and I much prefer to do that. So It's just easier. You want to have a one-stop shop. We've become very impatient with multi-hardware devices, and I think that you and I can always talk ab- together about how much Internet radio is going to become a part of our future. I'm sure that you get this a lot because I do. It's like if you say, oh, I have a radio show, they'll say, um, oh, <laughs> you know, what, what station are you on? Internet radio. And then you get a, eh. <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's kind of like, no, you don't understand. A lot of people really listen to Internet radio. And, and again, we go back to the whole archiving thing, which means, you know, you can look for what you want any time you want, which, you know, changes the entire dynamic, just like you were saying. Well, it deletes the, um, you know, the the forcing you in time situation, mm-hmm. and that's the downfall of terrestrial radio. You're forced to listen to a live person or a taped person at a certain time. And, you know, I think that it's best said that Internet radio is sort of like the TiVo option. Exactly right. And, you know, it's like if you could TiVo your radio shows, just like you could TiVo your TV shows, um, it's really the model of the future, and eventually radio is going to be like that all over the place. Look at podcasting. It's very similar to Internet broadcasting. 
And the other the good the good thing about it is that you don't have to reach millions and millions of people. You you can you can target, and uh, that's that's what's wonderful for for us entrepreneurs who are looking to target our audience. Oh, see, look at us. We should become the spokespeople across the country. <laughs> All internet radio broadcasters have to go out and change the world. I, I'm, I'm with you. All right, there you go. Well, listen, I, you know, for our, ever since um, the lovely, the lovely Kimberly Berg has told me about you, I, I had it stuck in my mind that you were a daddy advocate, and that's not the truth. Why did I have that in my mind? Well, I think that that was uh, the context in which I, I approached you, and Kimberly may have uh, talked about me. That certainly is one of my passions, and uh, I do dedicate a, a chunk of my time to that, so that may be why you have that in your mind. All right. Well, that you know, that's obvious. Are you a daddy? Yes. Well, okay. my my daughter is going to be nineteen next week, so uh, I'm. I think I'm a dad now. Yeah, and no, I think a, so too. Unless she really wants something, <laughs> right. then your daddy. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Which well, we is have fine. Um, we have a twenty year old, a nineteen year old, and a seventeen year old. Okay, so, so you know right where I'm at. All girls. Uh huh. And um, you know, I'm, I'm married to a great daddy. Oh, and believe me, he's daddy when they want something. Yes. <laughs> when it's funny. like when they're angry at something, it's like dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, dad. <laughs> exactly right. But daddy, hi. Um, I'm going to the mall. Do you think you could give me some money? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Well, what made you? But okay, I think I've made it clear to the listeners that you are indeed an executive coach, okay? Yes. And then you became sort of um, a specialist in the dad area and dads at work and executivedads.com, okay? So we have that all clear now. Yes. Um, and you have your radio show on the other network, mm-hmm. you know, that's connected with dadatwork.com? Yes. Okay, so I said everything right. You said it. You said it exactly right. The reason uh, uh, I went in that direction, or picked that as, let's say, one of my niches, if you will, is I was working with uh, a lot of people. Uh, number one, that were in career transition, and two, executives that were harried and crazy. And in the process that I took them through, a lot of the work that we did was looking at. What are their values? What is it they want to create in their life? What's the legacy they want to leave? And I realized that I wasn't necessarily asking myself the same questions. And so I really had to stop and take a look at that for myself. And when I did that, and what was the legacy I wanted to leave and what was I passionate about, that's where the whole executive dad's thing, uh, like the germ of the idea. And I just followed it. And I, you know, I discovered that there, there really, there was a, there's a need there. Although, you know, dads, we may have talked about this last time, are not known for asking for directions, and and that really transfers also to their their life. Uh, they they don't always ask for help when they need it. They will not necessarily admit that they need uh, coaching in this area. But the dads that do um, get a lot out of it. No, I'm sure. Well, that's part of. We could go back to the chromosomal thing, XX, XY. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, men have been. You know, women demonstrate their emotional needs a lot more than men do. I mean, again, I'm not saying that's right. It's just kind of, sort of, a part of the psyche that goes along with being a man or a woman. And it's not a general rule. There are always exceptions. Um, 
you know, but part of the male, you know, part of the male psyche and, you know, the male thing is, is, you know, I'm not going to expose my feelings as readily as a woman might. Mm-hmm. There's something else, too, I think, that, that men's self-esteem is very much wrapped up in their career. Right. And they, I think there's this perception, and in some cases it might be true, that if you start focusing a little bit on your family and you take your foot off the gas as far as your career goes, even slightly, um, that you will pay a price. Right. No, I, I think that's true. I think I, I think part of a societal problem, however, is that I'm talking, you know, I think that I'm an exception to a lot of women because I was a single mom for a long time um, and had like a pretty, probably rated the most demanding job, one of the most demanding jobs in the world. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I think that I felt very much like a lot of men did. And, I, you know, I really, really did. I felt... Problems with balance. Um, you know, I wanted to be there for my girl when I was a single mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I played a little experiment, and it sort of worked. My corporate family sort of became my kids' family. <laughs> uh, okay, so what, what did what did you do? Then? I was the president of Playboy Enterprises for fifteen years. Okay, and um, you know, I was I was moved from New York. To Los Angeles by U.M. Hefner himself, because he wanted the girl that was doing all of these wonderful things in New York for Playboy Enterprises right there at his side. Um, I can't tell you what a demanding job that was, because I was wow. flying around internationally. I was teaching people around the world how to make the most out of the Playboy license. I was. Um, I had to get a nanny because I couldn't do the job without one. But I thought that that was. You know, part of that was just part of being who I was and being able to work and juggling a kid. Mm. Um, you know, so I found myself to have a man's challenges in a woman's world. Yeah, um, and and so besides getting a nanny, how did you make sure that you were keeping the connection going with your daughter? Well, let's put it this way: it was. Unfortunately, on the most part, work had to come first because that was the way to bring in the bread. Mm. And in taking care of my daughter, you know, at least in making sure that she had a comfortable lifestyle, work sort of had to come first. Now, I don't, now, psychologically she was first, but the reality was is that I had to be at Playboy Enterprises, you know, on the road at 7 o'clock in the morning every day. Um, the way that I balanced it is she knew that she was absolutely um, number one and absolutely my first family and social priority if I wasn't at Playboy Enterprises. Right. And she knew that, and I involved her very, very much in my work activities. Um, right. She grew up, she probably can run Playboy one day because she knows more about the company than anybody else does uh-huh. um, because... She was my little partner. I mean, I just included her in things, um, you know, took her to the office a lot, really involved her in the process, took playmates home to the house, explained to her why they pose naked, <laughs> explained to her that it's really not the best choice because there's always consequences. She learned more about life as a kid growing up with Playboy probably than a lot of other kids got to learn. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, and and really, kudos to you for um, number one, really getting clear on what what's important, what was important to you, but also involving her. I say I think part of the the problem with a lot of dads, especially if they are married. Uh, and there's a mom handling stuff at home, is that they go off to work and they spend all this time and they say their family is first, whatever, but they don't make the same efforts you made to keep their children involved in understanding what they do. And I think the fact that you were a single mom actually worked in your favor in that regard. Right. And, because I, and I, I say that also about when people think I'm dealing with divorced dads, and I say, you know, divorced dads, single dads, they're the ones that have to make sure that the meals are prepared and get them to bed and give them the baths and all that stuff. So they tend to be more involved. It's the ones that are married that kind of can hand off all those duties. No, that's true. That, that tend to be less involved. We have to take a break. We'll come back in a few minutes and we'll talk more about dads and their challenges. Okay. Listen wherever, whenever, voiceamerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio, Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Muscular Development presents No Bull Radio, bringing you the latest news, gossip, and controversy from the world of bodybuilding. Uncensored, uncompromised, and unrestrained in true MD style. Hosted by the infamous muscle mob, Larry Pepe, John Romano, and Dave Palumbo. Welcome top IFBB professional bodybuilders, industry insiders, and characters you won't find anywhere else every week. No Bull Radio broadcasts each Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. If you've ever wondered what the Stern Show would sound like if Howard was a bodybuilding fan, then tune in and find out. Noble Radio, uncensored, uncompromised, unrestrained. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz. 
We're back with Jeff Levine, and we're talking about executive coaching in general and problems that dads face in particular. Welcome back, Jeff. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Now, listen, you were talking about how a single dad or, you know, a single dad has a lot of challenges because they have to go to work and they have to come home and they have to, you know, bathe the kid. But how often does that really happen, that you have a single dad? I mean, usually there's a divorced dad, but it would be rare, you know, in extenuating circumstances where you have a single dad, or are they not as extenuating as people might think? Well, I think that you're correct in saying that it that it is rare, although I do have a client um, who is... Um, Fighting to stay in, uh, involved in the life of his child, uh, he and a girlfriend had had a baby. They were not married, and um, they split up. And she went for full custody, and he fought for his right to stay involved. So it's unusual, um, but but uh, it, it, I enjoy working with a client like that because of the depth of of uh, his commitment to being involved. Okay, so that's fantastic. But when a dad is committed, just like I was committed as a mom, you know, you know, they could get help as well. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. I know that there's sometimes an issue with costs and all of that kind of stuff, but basically going back to a parent model, never mind whether it was a male or a female, okay, I knew that if I was going to accept this job, okay, I had no choice but to get a nanny because I knew that there would be traveling involved, and um, I know that I made the best choice in picking the right nanny because I had to pick the right employees to run, you know, um, a multi-million dollar company. So, yes. you know, I, I was fortunate enough to have made the right choices there. Um, different people, by the way, when the kid is an infant and then when the kid becomes a toddler because there's different areas of expertise and needs and demands, I think. Um and, you know, how often do you advise for a person to get some help so they don't get overly stressed and feel that they're wearing themselves out, stretching themselves too thin? I absolutely would advise somebody that, that uh, is in that situation to get help. I think that the real challenge that, that men face, uh, that, dad, that dads face, is that they truly feel like they are boxed in a, in a corner and have no way out, that they don't have choices. And so part of my job is to really help them see that, you know, what are the, the values, what are the things that are most important to them in their life and that undergird both their career and their being a parent and all the aspects of their lives and how do they make all of that work together, taking kind of a, a bigger picture um, look at their lives. And then if they're in a position where the time that they're going to be spending with their child is limited, then we really need to look at what are the actual ways that you are, um, how are you staying connected to your children? Like making sure you're not coming home and plopping on the couch. Um, you know, getting more involved in your kids and in their lives to the extent that you can. Um, so it's the dads that feel trapped, that think that it's just about time management or, you know, it's changing the perception of the problem. Right. No, exactly right. But can't you do things with the kid to be interactive with them even when you're feeling tired? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. The key, I think, really is, you know, if I can, you know, just sum it up, is do what the kid wants to do. Right. Find out what, what they're interested in, what they want to do, and spend time doing that. Turn off the BlackBerry uh, and truly be present. Right, right. I, I think that's true. Even if they're, like, laying down and mellowing out, I mean, being present is possible. When you say to the kid, you know, I'm really physically exhausted at the moment, so let me just kind of sit here. What games can we play while I'm, like, <laughs> vegetable? Yes. <laughs> Am yes. I right about that? You're, right. You're absolutely right about that. It's a lot about being willing to have the conversation. Right. Be honest about where you are. Find out where, where they are, um, and you will deepen your connection with your kid because he, will, he or she will hear and see that there's that you care about what's important to them no i think that's true with you know with melissa when i would you know sometimes what i would do because i had a commute too is i would make quality time i mean this is really silly but she knew how urgent it was that i made special quality time with her when i got off the train in tarrytown this is when i was in new york and got on the phone with her immediately after i got off the i mean it was sort of a ritual a very, very, very special ritual, and I would have her download the day to me of how of what she did for the day. So she felt that like she was the most urgent person I had to talk to. Mm. <laughs> it, it, she really ended up really independent and great. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, um, it that's was great. Um, it was a challenge, an enjoyable challenge, but it certainly I don't think was conventional. I, I think it was very, very different, especially twenty years ago. Um, you realized how important it was to stay connected with her, and you made every effort to do that. Well, and there was a lot of creativity involved. I mean, it, you know, it was, you know, who does a, a, a parent show and tell when they're on the phone, on a speakerphone? All right. I mean, it's like, you know, I did everything that I possibly could that all the PTA moms, you know, didn't have the same limitations that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so in a way, I used it in a way to make myself, our relationship unique and special. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, and I'm only just sharing this because I think it could be helpful. Uh, you know, I don't know. Is it helpful to dad? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know, th- there's, there's another issue that comes up with, with dads also that I'll, I'll bring up here, and that is men sometimes feel much more comfortable in the work environment than they do in the family environment. They feel in at work they know their place, there's a clear power structure, it really plays to their skill set. At home, it's less clear. And so I think that having the conversation with the dad about this and really taking a close look at what's really happening there, the dynamic that's happening there, is an important first step for, for dads who are who are dealing with this. Holding up the mirror is really important in this process. No, I think that's really true, but again, doesn't that come from, you know, you know, sociological um, legend and expectations that the man is not supposed to be in the house, which is ridiculous because times have changed. Right. I mean, am I right about that? Yeah, well, you, you, in a way, you, you answered your own question. I think that there there is sociological reasons and... Um, but I think it's habit. I think that we perpetuate certain habits because of, of what our parents did without questioning. What do I really want? What is the best for my family? 
Well, again, and people have to step out of a box because the familial learning is just heavily heavy buttons. You know, it's emotionally charged. It's yep. like, you know, the man. Everybody in the everybody in the world knows what the 1950s model was. And the 1950s model was is that, you know, the man went to work and the wife would stay home with the kids and it was very leave it to beaver. <laughs> and dads feel that because I had a parent, I knew how to parent. Right, and that's not necessarily the case because, you know, parenting has changed just like you and I were talking about new technology at the beginning of the show because we're so at the cutting edge of things. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean... You know, families have changed, and nuclear families have changed, and it's no longer what we remember in the 1950s at all. I right. mean, it just can't be anymore. The economy won't allow it. And people are either really, really wealthy where, you know, the kids could have six nannies, which is, you know, that really bothers me because I really needed a nanny because I needed a nanny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, how how many... Families, do we see, you know, that reflect the model of the 1950s TV dinner family? I mean, we really don't anymore. It doesn't happen. I think that you put your finger on a really good point when you said you had a nanny because you needed a nanny and that there are situations where, you know, I haven't personally worked with people with six nannies, but I think what you're pointing to is the concept of outsourcing um jobs that we should be doing as parents. Uh, no, well, now I can tell why you're an executive coach and expert. Yes, it's um, it, it's bothersome to me because if I could have done it differently, I would have, but I couldn't have. Right. It, it, you know, financial circumstances really didn't allow me um, much choice, so I had to work in the in the box and with the cards that I was given, and it all ended up to be great, even though it was really hard. Yeah. Um, I, you know, without mentioning names, there are people that I know in my universe that, you know, married well, and, um, you know, it's perfectly fine for them to have a nanny for each kid and a helper for the dog, and, you know, and then, uh, you know, the woman of the household, the mommy of the household calls me and says she's bored. Right. And I'm like, what's wrong with this picture? Right. And then you send the kid to the, to there's the music lesson and then there's the sports coach and then there's all these people. So basically all the experiences that your child is having is being outsourced. Somebody else is handling it for you. So, you know, what I would say to dads is, where can you actually step in and take over some of this so that you are creating the experiences for your child? Right. No, I I think that's exactly right. I'm glad that you agree. It just makes me feel um, heartbroken when people outsource, you know, parental duties when they're able to, you know, interact themselves. It makes me very, very sad. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Are you able to stay on the air? Yes. Um, another ten minutes. We're waiting for somebody to call in from <laughs> Iran TV. It's the MTV guy <laughs> from Iran TV. And until I hear from him, I just wanted to make sure that you could stay on perhaps for another segment. I would be happy to. Okay, that would be great. We have... Um, about a minute and a half till the next break, and um, you know we could continue talking about this until we hear from Iran. Great, sounds good. <laughs> okay, well listen, let's take the break for a second, and you'll come back on 
even if he is on the phone, and we'll wrap up things, okay? We'll see you then. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Unlimited talk at your fingertips, voiceamerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R A K N R O L L Entertainment.com. Or call 1 818 597 Charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions. We do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. The ability to wield power, shape the environment and the outcome, and the desire to make things happen are essential characteristics of all great leaders. Explore the essence of leadership from an insider's point of view on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio, international coach, consultant, and advisor to leaders for over 20 years. Get the unvarnished, inside story on how leaders in the spotlight take the critical decisions that deliver exceptional, real-world results and why they sometimes spectacularly and publicly fail as well. Tune into Leadership Intuition for a behind-the-scenes look at what gets great leaders up in the morning and what keeps them up at night. Go beyond the conventional advice about what great leaders are and what they do and learn how to create your own personal legacy as a leader. Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio broadcasts each Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back talking to um, executive coach, and father's rights advocate, sort of, kind of, <laughs> Jeff Levine, and thank you for staying on the air. I think that there's been some terrorist activity with Iran TV. I don't know, but we'll let you know and stand by, okay? <laughs> but, um, Let's hope not. <laughs> well, I don't know. Whenever you're dealing with, you know, the Persian Gulf, I, I, you know, it always is, that's charged in itself. But that's Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Exactly right. Okay, so... Let's talk a little bit, you know, first and foremost, in particularly in your clarityinaction.com site, it seems that, you know, you've been an executive coach for a while. That is true. You don't only talk to dads, you talk to, you know, moms, dads, females, males, <laughs> all of that, that kind correct. of stuff, right? Yes. Um, how long have you been doing that? I've been doing that for about six years. Um, the, uh, I think the crux of my business is working with entrepreneurs and small business owners who are um, 
attempting to run a business but don't really know how to do it, and so they need some guidance. And you help them? Do you do you help them make profits? Are you like Tony Robbins in disguise? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, yes, my job is to help them make profits. Otherwise, why would they pay me? Okay, and tell me, I mean, do you feel that you're successful? Absolutely. Okay, because I, I just think it's really, really, really tough for an entrepreneur in this economy. It's different than it used to be. Um, I, you know, this is from running my own business for about five years, um, and now I'm going back to corporate life, but I can't really talk about that yet. I don't really feel that I failed. I just felt that it was very, very, very challenging. I mean, if you can run a business for five years, I think you're past the I can't do it phase. Right. But, boy, is it aggravating to have to be a loan officer in a bank because people don't want to pay their bills on time. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so how do you – I would imagine that one of the common problems is a person is a service provider, let's just say for the sake of argument, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a contract in agreement of services, mm-hmm. um, you know, and basically, you know, come the first of the month, a lot of people bill the first of the month, particularly in the creative services business. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, you know, all of a sudden it's like you have to call, you know, the client every day to say, why the heck am I, you know, doing work for you if you're not paying your bills? Right. Well, collections certainly is a uh, unpleasant part of of being in business. Um, you know, I recommend to people whenever possible to take credit cards or bill you know far enough in advance that um, they at least lessen the amount of collections that they have to do. The real problem that that I see entrepreneurs uh, run into is they believe that because they're really good at something that they can just hang out a shingle and business will flock to their door. And when that doesn't happen, they're not sure what to do next. Well, so you advise them in how to market a little bit. Marketing and who's your ideal client and why are you in business in the first place? A lot of those things we were talking about earlier as far as, you know, what, what is it that you're really trying to do? How do you want to spend your time, spend your day? Um, those kinds of uh, questions will help them sort out what the next step is. And in some cases, we have to actually put a business plan together or a marketing plan. That may be part of it. Um, but I think across the board, a lot of small business owners run into the same issues, and that is I don't really know how to run a business. I may be really good at being a lawyer or being a graphic designer, being a web designer, being a chiropractor, but I don't have a clue how to grow a business. Right, right. Okay, so you help them grow the business. Correct. Your coaching is goes far beyond, you know. Life coaching. Right. It goes right to the practical business coaching. And what gives you that experience? Well, besides besides having an MBA, which I think is, uh, right away catches their attention, they realize it's not just going to be um, touchy-feely stuff, and, and I'm all in favor of the touchy-feely stuff, uh, but I think an entrepreneur wants to know that uh, that there is some real business background. Oh, I read, absolutely. I, I mean, own... well, that's what qualifies yes. you to help with business. If you have an MBA... 
you you know it rings the fact that you know you've learned about marketing plans, you've learned about budgets, you've learned about all the basics in business, and I would venture to say in my experience that most social workers, you know, therapists, and, you know, various kinds of psychologists really don't have that business experience. So that's really a big plus for you. I'm endorsing you because if a person's really having career challenges, do not go see a conventional therapist because they really don't know how to help you. Uh, I th- I think that you're right, and um, and just to uh, you know stand up for the therapist. I, I know you weren't saying anything against therapy, but no, no, I'm yeah, just saying it, if you you know it's important for you to really identify you know <laughs> identify what your challenges are, what's exactly. giving you the anxiety. Because if you're having problems running a business, I don't think you really want to talk about your childhood issues. <laughs> Right, that's exactly right. And a lot of people are like, well, I'm feeling sick, I can't run the business, and then they go through a whole, you know, a track that probably isn't necessary. That is correct. And you, on the other hand, can actually, you know, help them cut through the chase. And probably if they're having anxiety about business, you don't need to go into, you know, their Freudian history. That That is correct. Although I would have to say that there are cases when, you know, whatever's been holding them back, um, in their life is also showing up in their business, and so we may have to start to have conversations about what they think is possible in their lives, and and so it may it it tends to uh, swing into that arena on occasion. Uh, you know, just to give you a, a more accurate picture of of the work that I do, those conversations do come up, and some of my favorite clients have been the ones that are in therapy because I know they're taking care of they're handling that part. Right, right. And I'm sure because on the business. you're you're in a different you know you're in a different mode. That, well, I have to say that if people have. You know, if people, well, it, what if you're not in the area? Can you arrange something on the Internet or over the phone, or do you have to see, do you have to do your coaching in person? No, absolutely. I, I do most of my coaching on the phone, and I've had clients in New York and Florida and Northern California, and, and so uh, that that's not a problem. All right, so if you're having business challenges, particularly if you're an entrepreneur, you should contact Jeff Levine, and that's, should they contact you at Clarity in Action? Yes. Okay. That would be the place to do it. It's Je- Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, at clarityandaction.com. Okay, because it's good to know also that they don't have to be in front of you. Business people always never like to admit that they have time to see a coach. Right. <laughs> well, the great thing about doing it on the phone is we can do it, you know, at the crack of dawn, or I can we can work in the evening and, or find a time that works for you, and uh, um, you, we cut down on the travel time. Right. I mean, it's um, it's not taking time out of the day. It could be a part of the cell phone call in the morning. It might be able to. It might work really, really well. Exactly. Um, so I think that's great. I mean, good for you for doing that. I think a lot of people really need it. I found organiz- I also found organizational specialists to be very helpful. On I've learned a lot from them on the larger corporate levels. Mm-hmm. Building teams, all of that kind of stuff, all those things that might seem silly really seem to work for profitability in some cases. Some of them didn't work, but that's like anything else. There's good ones and bad ones. Yes. <laughs> you know, some are tremendously great, and some are just billers with no delivery, but that's life. 
And then that's pretty much true for any field. I know. It is really pretty much it's true for any field. I think that a lot of companies really, in today's day and age, actually really need, um, you know, corporate counseling or organizational specialists to help them empower their teams, make things more profitable, motivate them. Um, and sometimes it's the cost that seems to be impossible for people to find in their budgets, and I don't think that that's something that should be cut in this day and age. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, um, you know, so there's an endorsement. Do you do any corporate counseling or just individual? Uh, I have done some. It's not my preferred uh, my preferred direction. Okay. Well, good. I, I wouldn't prefer <laughs> I've, I've learned what, what I'm, what I'm really good at and what I'm not so good at or what I enjoy doing. It's just gotten a lot clearer for me. And so, yeah, I leave that to the people that are really good at that. All right. Well, there are plenty of people that are, but yep. I want to encourage corporations to consider that because first and foremost, the thing that could get things right. Well, listen, it looks like you're going to stay on for another segment if you can. It will only be another, um, five more minutes after the break because I'm really worried about Bayrod because I think he was abducted by Beirut. But, um, again, you know, what can you do with an MTV guy, you know, that's on Iranian TV? <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to talk to you more. No, that's fantastic. Well, listen, let's take another quick break, and then we'll go back, and you could talk all about where people could get in touch with you and all that kind of stuff one more time, okay? Thank you. All right. Now you can listen to your favorite hosts on your cell phone by clicking the banner on our homepage, News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. Festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R A K N R O L L Entertainment.com. Or call 1 818 597 0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Roll Productions. We do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. West Coast Business Review and host Amy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific time on VoiceAmericaRadio.com. Visit our website at www.WestCoastBusinessReview.com. West Coast Business Review, Show Me the Business, connecting you to the business world. 
Free yourself from the prison of your conditioned thoughts and destroy barriers that hinder your success. Tune in to Empowered Living, Life, Truth, and Being Free with host, speaker, writer, and personal coach Steve Maraboli. Steve and his expert guests take you on a quest for truth and highlight philosophies and strategies that help you release your greatest self. It's time to shake off mediocrity, destroy personal barriers, live up to your greatest potential, and align with happiness, success, and excellence with Empowered Living, Life, the Truth, and Being Free with Steve Maraboli. Broadcasting every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Empowered Living, Life, the Truth, and Being Free. Release the power within. VoiceAmerica.com Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now let's get back to more Stars of PR. Here's your host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Hey, we're finishing up with Jeff Levine. Um, Jeff, thanks again for staying on with us. We really appreciate it. You being a radio guy, I'm sure you're very sympathetic to people that don't show up on the show, and I'm sure it happens to you. (laughs) My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, okay, so, you know, plug whatever you want to plug, you know, talk about your philosophy. This is your commercial. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I have two companies, uh, and I'm an, an executive coach, obviously, that's what we've been talking about, Clarity and Action, and that's clarityandaction.com. I work with entrepreneurs and small business owners to help them grow their business. And um, I would love to hear from any listeners that have any questions. I also offer on my website a free assessment tool where you can download it and uh, get a sense of uh, where you might be straying and what you might need to focus on to get your business back on track. The other company is uh, Executive Dads, and that's specifically working with fathers who care about their career and also want to stay deeply connected to their kids and are not really clear on how to do that and are facing some challenges around that issue. So I can be contacted uh, at uh, executivedads.com, jeffrey at executivedads.com. And there's also a blog, Dad at Work. That's one dad, dadatwork.com. And that's uh, where I uh, a little bit plug my, my own radio show, but I also uh, look uh, through the whole Google sphere and find articles that I think would be interesting for dads and discussions that are happening around fatherhood and the challenges. So, might be another good resource for for dads. There you go. You have you know endorsed research. You have taken you know syndicated research and and tailored it to your audience. Good for you. Talking about targeting, right? Exactly right. <laughs> How much time do you spend on Google? <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things. I try to limit it, but you know, it's important. Oh, it's it's definitely, and it's a great tool. We've eliminated the expense of syndicated research, which used to cost a fortune. <laughs> yes, like the Lexus Nexus kind of thing. Well, you know what? You when you work sometimes with larger companies that have the budget for it, there's. Um, Roper and Yankelovich and, you know, hundreds of, you know, respected research companies that make their big dollars on proprietary research, which is tailoring research, um, you know, exclusively for a company's needs and, you know, giving that company the rights to use that research as their own sales tools and ways to make money. Um, but, 
it's a tough business now because people know how to research their own stuff on Google. Right. <laughs> right. But um, if you want to be exclusive and break through the clutter, it's, you know, Yankelovich, Roper, Frank Luntz, you know, YM, all of these people are still out there. Right. And um, they're just all fantastic. They really, really are. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're going to have to send, you know, more people to you. Do you see women, too, or do you just see men? No, I absolutely, I absolutely do see women also. Um, I had around the work-life balance issue, there's been, I've had a number of clients, but I've also had quite a few women clients on the uh, clarity and action side and helping them grow their business. Good. Well, I, you know, because everybody has their particular challenges. I'm sure women have their own challenges in business that have nothing to do with being a mom or a dad. Exactly. It could be both these days, obviously. <laughs> yes. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's... Um, no, work has gotten really hard. Are you finding that more people are having problems because of the economy? That might be a stupid question. Or do people always find problems even if the economy is good? Uh, yes, the latter. I think that people, the, the problems that the, the people that I'm dealing with have, have very little to do with the economy. The economy always ebbs and flows. Um, but the challenges that some of them are facing have less to do with that and more to do with their own challenges. And do you ever coach people to expand internationally rather than focusing on domestic? I have not had a client where I would say that that would be the preferred way for them to go. Okay, because one of the things that, you know, a lot of business coaches or, you know, professorial types have advised in the new economy is learn different languages, particularly in communications, because then... You could make a lot of money if you learn Chinese, for example. Yes. That's absolutely true, and I think that's a really good point. I just have not had, you know, I have not run into somebody where that would be the appropriate uh, direction for them, but you're you're absolutely right. Well, you might. (laughs) Definitely. I mean, you know, it's, um, you know, in reading the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal every day, it's become a globally driven economy, and... Mm -hmm. There's so many dollars to be had. Maybe overseas. you and I should learn Chinese. No, I already am. I'm in my. I'm finishing my second quarter. You are a at Chinese. UCLA. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Well, I mean, it's you know, you identify strengths, I'm sure, in people, and one of my strengths have always been um, the ability to speak, you know, several languages. So. Um, I speak Spanish fluently. Um, I speak some conversational German and French. And, you know, after being in business for 25 to 27 years, I got bored. (laughs) I really did. So I went back to learn Mandarin. And UCLA is very strict about, you know, not just learning it phonetically, but learning how to write all the characters and read all the characters. I have to do an essay with 250 Chinese characters for my final. Oh, good for you. See here, I thought I was making a joke, and uh, (laughs) boy, good for you, Cindy. I mean, you know, I just think that one day that's going to, you know, that's going to somehow convert into dollars. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't know how. Well, it just seems, actually, the, the truth is, just to share this with you in this past, is like because I'm kind of an outspoken person and, you know, the teachers get to know who you are and what you do and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, the two teachers that I've had are like, you know, do you, if you ever want to go to China, let me know because I'll set you up. So it's almost like they're recruiting for the Chinese government. 
<laughs> it's like there's this whole thing going on. Um, it's just really, really strange. But listen, we're going to have to wrap up. I let you have your commercial. I really appreciate you staying on the phone. It was my pleasure. Really, really do. I hope that you get some calls in based, you know, on your conversations with me and have a really great day. Thank you very much, Cindy. All right, take care, care, Jeff. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific time for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. We'll see you next week.